we're back with another episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford. Come right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week, twice a week, wherever you get your podcasts. And on this week's episode, we cover the end of the SAG after strike, the Marvels, GTA 6, and more. So go ahead and check out what Melinda and I have to say for this weekend, wherever you get your podcast. Plus also as well, of course, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, where we cover the latest news and trends in fantasy football and the NFL. NFL Week 10 has arrived. It's actually already the first game has been played. So go ahead and check out our thoughts on NFL Week 10 at Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Plus also, don't forget what Joe Soro does at LakersBall.com. He is Ox1947, so go ahead and say hi to him over there at LakersBall.com. Also, go ahead and support his company, Simblades. Simblades with a Y.com. And of course, as well, speaking of things you got to support, Laker Tom, the number one Lakers blogger that's out there, plus, plus the happy birthday boy out there, Mr. Yami Sweet, aka Jamie Sweet, wishing him a happy birthday. Go ahead and check out what they have to say at Lakerholics.com. Plus, our good friends, Empire Jeff TV. Congratulations on over 600 subs. Great, great going there for you. I remember we were at that height not too long ago so definitely know it's a tough climb always in the ladder of youtube subscribers plus also lakers and five john mccallion daniel berry sports highlights support all those great channels and speaking of supporting great channels please subscribe today click on the little joe right above the big joe click on that little joe on the right hand corner of your screen so you get the latest notifications of when we go live on the air or if you like us on facebook be the one over the thousands of views we've seen from Facebook over the past few days. Just tremendous support on Facebook. So go ahead and like and follow that page as well, the Lakers Fast Break. Well, thanks so much for joining us. Truly appreciate it. Unfortunately, the Lakers have uh, not fared too well on this road trip. 0-3 heading into Phoenix tomorrow against a battle against their rival the phoenix suns who also have not gotten off to the best start themselves the latest news for what we see on the injury front is that jackson hayes and anthony davis have now been listed as questionable so it's looking more and more like we yes yes until while little joe and big joe yes little joe is the one on the right hand corner of the screen with a BDIs, yes, you click on that for subscribe, which you already have. And then also as well, the big Joe on the top. But yes, the Lakers head into Phoenix, three and five, coming off a disastrous, disastrous loss, getting smoked in Houston by the Rockets. No way to say it other than it looked like a dumpster fire indeed, as I said in the description. But you got to go ahead and make sure that you go check us out tomorrow because we will still provide wall-to-wall coverage. But as they head into Phoenix, we hear that Anthony Davis and Jackson Hayes are now listed questionable, may play. It looks like they're leaning in that direction, which is a good sign for the Lakers indeed. But one season coming off what was a rough time this time last year as the Lakers started off 2-10, and my question to the panelists and to you out there is, is it deja vu all over again with another bad start for the Los Angeles Lakers? We're going to go ahead and 
talk about that on today's show. But first man up, first man here, good man indeed. You got to go ahead and check him out as Oxide Deep 47 at LakersBall.com. Plus, of course, what he does with our merchandise store. So if you're interested in some Lakers gear, Henry from outside, uh, you know, just a great, 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 great uh, supporter of ours. Uh, you know, as far as the what he was on yesterday at Playback.tv, Playback, of course, right there for you. Just a great job by Henry as well. Rocking the new jacket from Courtside Lakers. He's he's always been a great supporter of ours and trying to get him on the show, but he was on our playback last night, rocking the new merchandise. So Joe has been really doing a great job handling that and all the orders there, but also good man indeed. He is Joe Sorrow and Joe, great to have you here. I know your schedule is going to be very busy this weekend. I don't know if you're going to be in and out as far as our, our coverage is concerned, but Heading into it, I wanted to make sure you got your two cents in on where we're at. Is it deja vu all over again when it comes to what we're seeing this year from last? I think it might be worse because we had no distractions this year and we, we didn't have a black hole that was destroying the team. Unless you want to count Darvin Ham as the black hole. Maybe he's been the black hole from the beginning. And what we saw at the after the Trade deadline might have been an anomaly. But either way, I have zero confidence in the team tomorrow. Going to Phoenix, playing a team that's going to be motivated to put in their foot in your mouth. Uh, miraculously, everyone is going to be healthy, so everyone's going to be there, plus the fact that we lost when they weren't healthy. Um, yeah, uh, I have zero confidence in, in Darvin Ham, and I have zero confidence in that this team's mental fortitude. I believe they're very weak and they've always kind of been weak with a couple of strong-minded type players who are actually really good you know like you know the two stars but all in all i don't think there's really any um anyone out there that anyone on this team that that has shown that they can inspire or get things moving uh and 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 until i see it i'm going to call it call it as as i see it uh, you, they're going to have to go in tomorrow and they're going to have to show that they have a pair of testicles because right now they don't. They don't even have a sack carrying testicles. And that's something that needs to be said to their to them. I think that's really what it is, guys. And I don't know what these guys are doing. <laughs> I really don't. I don't know what what the point of this calling them a basketball player is you're 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 struggling in areas you should be not struggling in like hitting open shots and uh making sure you're not getting blown out by use the houston rockets by 34 you getting beat by 34 you didn't lose to the to the nuggets like that it, this isn't the 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 dog days of january and february this is the beginning of the year this is your chance to play at your most healthy and you guys look like you are playing like you've played all summer. So let's see if they sack up. But I have uh, very little confidence they will tomorrow. Phoenix is the worst team to play, that kind of team, when you're already playing like a bunch of dinks. And they might be hoping that they get back home and can kind of change it around, but we're, we're one game short of that, so they're going to have to go to Phoenix and get smacked around before they probably maybe wake up, maybe. I don't know. I guess we'll have to see. 
Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. It is Joe Sorrow, along with myself, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching and listening. Also here today, a tremendous part of our coverage, my fellow host, my fellow panelists, my fellow compadre in crime, so to speak. And while he's not the guy that gets singled out in all the emails, it's usually Joe Ryan. <laughs> he is still very much a part of what we do here. Magic Man, it is the bad man from Toronto. It's the guy who gets out of Toronto traffic to talk about if it's deja vu or not for the Los Angeles Lakers. It is Magic Man, Sean Grice. And Sean, great to have you here because I know that was a discussion yesterday and I am I should have added that in that little note I sent back to you. I'm like, how come it is that you're not the guy that they're always talking about in the emails? They talk about Joe said. They talk about what I said. They all like you. How unfair is that? But yeah, <laughs> I digress. Yeah, I digress. Your thoughts, my friend, how eerily similar Russell Westbrook aside, or you can even add them in there if you want, how eerily similar the starts for both last year and this year are. Yeah, you know what, Gerald? When um, I, I'm f- first and foremost, the uh, uh, as we speak, you know, Gerald, our podfather and Joe are both very opinionated men. Really? And when we, yes. And uh, Joe likes to downplay it because he is a kind person. Joe likes to be bombastic about it, which is pretty obvious. Yet they blend very well together. That being said, it can turn some people off. And you know what? Oh, well. Yeah, so, and what? It's facts over feelings on this show, as far as I'm concerned. And they both bring the heat when it's required. So if you don't like the fire, don't come around here anymore. Because, Gerald, we've thrown red meat in the yard before, and nobody wants to come. Nobody wants to come. (laughs) Well, the reason why I say that, Magic Man, and I don't mean to interrupt, is that it seems like it's deja vu, guys, because this time last year, we were getting roasted in emails and letters and notes and comments about how we were being too mean to the Lakers, being too mean to this player, being too mean to the coach, saying that's not true because of, you know, you guys are being too harsh and all that. That was last year. Flash forward to this year, the team still stinks, got a terrible offense, defense ain't a whole lot better, and we're still being told how harsh and how mean we're at Magic Man. Uh, 100% chilled, and the hypocrisy of that, because most of these people are making Darvin Ham voodoo dolls. <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. Well, uh, uh, I think... <laughs> <laughs> that being said, uh, yeah, um, when you peer through the ether, there's a lot of, like Gerald was saying, eerily similar, dissimilar stuff going on. Same head coach, same problems, different starting five. Same problems. Trying to find shots in the same places. Same problems. Going from one kind of offense to another on the fly like this is perplexing, Gerald. You go from 
a four-one to a five-out, and we won't get into it again. But the Lakers have no business running a five-out if you're if you just have high pick and roll as an audible when it's not working because everybody is just standing around with their hands on their dicks, not moving, not communicating. They're just watching LeBron or AD or watching Austin Reeves or D'Lo drive to the rim. Nobody's following up with uh, communication or assignments. It's frustrating. It's the same problem with different chess pieces. It's disappointing. It, it really is, disappointing. is. Because you mentioned it. You did a great job yesterday when you were trying to explain that to our audience in regard to the five out as opposed to the 4-1 because – Joe, and I'm going to bring it back to you, my friend, because it looked at several times where it just seemed like it was LeBron on the Rockets. He would go into the lane. There were four Rockets all over him, and he had to force up a shot. There was nobody cutting to the basket. There was nobody looking for an offensive rebound. They were just all standing there like goofs. And I know part of it is just the fact that they're maybe sure, not sure what, what to do, but the part of it is that troubles me is there's supposed to be a coach that has to point them in the right direction. If that indeed is true, then Darvin Ham should not enter this facilities again. But it certainly looks like that on TV because it happens every game. And we've tried to be positive and Lee Rob said something yesterday that made me think a little. I even talked to Sean about this off air is we can't criticize the players and the coach and not criticize management. I was trying to give management a little bit of a, a, a leash or I should say some, some, some rope. And I know you had some issues when I originally said that it's an organizational. Correct. Issue. But see, when the way, the way this got taken care of this summer and the reason why I didn't want to throw go that route is the Lakers from a organization standpoint did everything to the players liking they gave the extensions they gave the contracts to these guys guys that weren't getting other contracts and were paid very well so we're we're sitting here talking about is this team really committed yes the Lakers organization showed every commitment to every type of player that they signed this summer. So the players at the very least should take that into consideration and say, look, these guys trusted us. They've given Anthony Davis an extension when there's a little bit of suspect there. Will he play a full season ever again? And we're giving him 186 million. No problem. Maybe we believe in you. Here's 186 million. We have Austin Reeves, who no one else bid on, and you know they could, we, now it's starting to get a little weird. And I actually start kind of start thinking a little. You know, it's funny. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this, and I think everybody's done this in their life. Sometimes there's this little voice in your head that'll tell you something, and it's very quiet. It's so quiet that it doesn't come back to you in your memory till like later. It's a little initial response in why. It's It could be a an encounter with a friend. It could be an encounter with someone in your family. It could be an encounter with a situation, anything it is. And there's this little sound. It's a voice 
that says something very quick. And then you kind of put it away and go, and then months later, you're like, huh, you know, I kind of got an inkling of something here. My inkling now is starting to get to Austin Reeves. Why didn't anyone else try to sign him? We're talking about the Rockets. We're talking about, let's use the Rockets as an example. They go and they give Dylan Brooks a massive contract, right? And you're thinking, why wouldn't you give that to Austin Reeves? This is like the prototypical player for you, right? Someone who's not a loudmouth, someone who can handle the ball, someone who's got a little bit of a clutch gene from last year, someone who's ascending. He didn't even get a look. Everyone's thinking this guy's going to get $25 million from somebody. All of a sudden he gets 14 and we're sitting there going, huh, we thought we were going to pay him 20 and he gets 14. That sound, that little voice went into my head at that moment. I'm like, hmm, we got a bargain here. But the BS meter, I call it my BS, mine is a BS meter, said something's fishy here. What did we not see? What did we, what did, what, what's, what are we missing here? So now we're looking at what's going on and going, oh, is that what's going on? Eh, maybe it's a little too early, but hey, maybe it's not, but we're going to find out. So getting on the management, I'm sorry, the executive part of this is it's too much. It's too much to go that route all the way. At this point, I'm going to give them a little bit of leeway. Why? Because they did things technically correct. They believed in their players. They paid their players. And they said, all right, guys, you don't have to worry about being lame ducks. You don't have to worry about not being secure. You go out there and you go bring us a title. We know LeBron's going to be ready. We know AD has been working hard this summer. Go get it. We We gave you all what you wanted. Let's do it. And what have they done? They've let everybody down so far. And Darvin Ham has I mean, I don't know how much he improved in the playoffs. He's running a really good ship in the playoffs, but he has digressed immensely. And I think that the real, not think the reason why that is, is the same reason why we have to stop anointing somebody, the greatest thing that ever lived after a week or two or a month or even a year, because players and teams adjust. And right now, Everyone laughs. Everyone laughs when they watch the Pittsburgh Steelers offense on film. They're like, wow, this is like a high school football offense. We know exactly where they're going, when they're going at any time. Wow. If 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 teams are laughing at that, they must be on helium when they're watching the Raiders offense. Well, <laughs> again, I, 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 I'm they're not that far off on offense. If it wasn't for TJ Watt and the defense, the Steelers would be probably have won one game. Uh, so for those of you who are betting for the NFL MVP, you better be looking at TJ Watt. Stop salivating at Miles Garrett. I don't know what the deal is with this Miles Garrett love. It's like, dude, TJ Watt is the best defensive player of the last five years, and you will never convince me otherwise, and any common sense guy will never be able to convince you otherwise. But going back to the point, the Lakers run that kind of offense. They laugh every time they see a film. And if you don't believe me, you can go watch the Houston game. You're talking about some of these guys have been G League type guys that made the Lakers with really good players look like they had never played basketball in the pros before. So it's one thing to lose. 
it's another thing to lose like a bitch. And the Lakers lose like biznatches really, really well. And they need to hear that. We're not going to get that from any of the local people, but that word needs to get out there. You guys played like a bunch of straight up, you know what's. And you need to stop if you want to start winning. And figure it out, players. Is your if your coach sucks, LeBron, you're the you're big bad billionaire guy, right? Well, LeBron, we're gonna need you to LeBron this. If this guy keeps putting this up for the next couple of weeks, you're gonna need to go talk to your girl Jeannie and say, Hey, look, we gotta get we gotta we gotta hand this thing out. And at, at this point, go get Rondo. I'd rather lose with Rondo. At least we'll know we have a, a dude in there. Not, at least nothing, we'll know how someone's screaming and kicking not, it. And, and nothing, you know, just like all over. And Rondo will flip I, your skin yeah. inside out. And if we're gonna lose, I'd rather lose him flipping people inside out. There yeah. was that story about him uh, kicking a door so hard he ripped, and then he ripped it off its hinges. This guy's six one, not even two hundred pounds. So yeah, he's very intense. And as Gerald has said, it's gonna take the exact right situation for him to be able to flourish because a lot of us uh, in the uh, hoop community feel that if he did get the ripe situation, he could. Uh, And Gerald, anything is possible with LeBron. Look, he asked, he really asked Pat Riley to fire Eric Spolstra during the first season. And Eric Spolstra at least had the balls to ask him to come into his office, pointed at the whiteboard with Pat Riley's name on it and said, if you have a problem with me, call him. I don't think Darvin Ham's got that kind of cachet right now, Gerald. I, I, I really don't. And LeBron James also had a coach of the year candidate fired halfway through the season, Gerald. David Blatt was well on his way to likely winning the uh, uh, coach of the year and was fired midseason. Um, so nothing, nothing is beyond the realm of possibility with LeBron. Um, I, I'm just, I, I don't think he's going to go that route. That would be the nuclear route basically for, for the season. This is Raphael from NBA draft and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. Uh, so you would watch The Tomorrow War before The Matrix? Yes. If you forced me down, I was tied into a chair and I had to watch one thing, I would say The Matrix Resurrections. Really? Funny. Yeah, because of all the cutscenes, I could remember what a good movie was like. <laughs> Well played, sir. Well played. Yes, that's the only reason for the flashbacks, to remind you what a good Matrix movie was. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. And once again, it's the Lakers Fast Break. We truly appreciate it. It's Magic Man, Sean Grice, and Joe Sorrell. Thanks so much again for watching this thing. It's Gerald Glassford here. I just think right now, you know, Joe, when I said that yesterday, uh, this is something I've always said. Like last year, when times were tough, one year ago, I said this is a 
organizational issue. When they're winning, it's an organizational pat on the back. When they're losing, it's also an organizational issue as well. These this deep roster that you know Douglas Gallagher you know sent me uh, via email. He was talking about how you know we still have enough of a roster that that you know good things are still ahead for us, and I like that positivity and, and all that. But maybe this roster wasn't as deep as we thought it was. Maybe it didn't have the collection of players that we thought it did. Maybe the the profiles that we did during the summer one specific to each newcomer and we brought out the good and we brought the bad maybe a lot of that bad is coming out at this point in time for the lakers there's well, a lot of shrinkage yeah well, there's Ger- gerald you got to be careful when you say it's an organization organizational issue because i said it could be i said yeah you don't want to get it could be said it could be yeah you don't want to get yourself caught into that because now you're going to have to talk to michael jordan about organizations win championships. Oh, I'd love to talk to Michael Jordan about anything. Yes, right now. <laughs> you, 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 if, if, if you maybe if you, maybe an if you say it could be, I, I believe Michael would be like, "No, do you know about basketball? It's really about the players, and really that's that's what I'm, you know, and, and the, the fact that I've watched the Last Dance probably about four times this year alone, uh, because sometimes my brain gets into that mode where you see just a lot of just soft pussycats, whiners, crybabies, just in and around the circles and all around you. Like you could see it when you go to the supermarket. You could see it when you go around. Just you could feel the aura, right? And then it's what a, you all, it's, a, it's a really bad waft. Yeah, you could just feel it. You know, and again, the, the part of the job is to, to, to always gauge the room. You gauge the room because it's about really protection. When you're able to gauge the room, when you go to a restaurant, you sit where you can see the door, you know, things like that. When you live that kind of life, you're you're, you're almost like, uh, I don't want to say it's a Superman or a Spidey sense, but what it is, is it's a human thing where you start to feel the people around you. You know, there is an energy there. And going back to what I was saying about you saying that it could be an organizational thing. Well, yes. Yes, you, you. There's sometimes you're. It's both. Sometimes both people are correct. So I'm going to use the Jerry Krause Jordan thing as an example in correlating with it. What, what's going on right now? It is Jerry Krause was useful. He did trade Charles Oakley for a much needed Bill Cartwright. He did fire Doug Collins for Phil Jackson, who was a better coach. He did trade for Scottie Pippen. For olden polonies, which changed the franchise for the future, obviously. So you can't say that he didn't have a hand in those championships. He did, big hand. But still, at the end of the day, it's the people that are involved in that game, in the court, on the sidelines. They have to take the the most credit for what's going on, not. I cannot give executives and ownerships 50-50. There is no 50-50. It's, it's not. It's, it's more like the, the, the executives are an assistant. They are, they are a little bit better than an agent manager. So let's do this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put these together. An agent generally will earn 10%. A manager will generally earn 15%. I will give executives 25% credit for a team's success or failure. The 75% has to go to the coaching 
and the players. And how that's divvied up in that 75%, sometimes it could, it, it's like a marriage. It's, it, it, it varies depending on activity. So when my wife has things to do with dance for the girls or, 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 or something that involves school, I'm not really in the high set setup percentage there because she knows more about it. I'm going to kind of, I'm going to let, I'm going to let her, I'm going to assist her in that. And then you when defer. it comes, you I defer. defer. That's the word I was looking for. Sorry. Thanks, Sean. I would defer to her. And then of course, when it comes to business type stuff, money allocation, she's going to defer to me. So that's what this all is. And that's how you have to look at it right now. We're only eight games in. To say that this is an organizational problem is too early right now, considering what the management executives have done for their players and their coaches. It's not right to do that. We did that last year a little too much. Like we already crapped the bed, okay? We got Westbrook. We were stuck with him. We, we harped on it for no reason, really. We, we were bothering ourselves, and maybe – Maybe it was entertaining and that was the only good thing that came out of it. But really look at it from a common sense standpoint, it was, it was spilt milk. It was, it was over. We had to just hang with it until something got figured out. And I'm, and I'm, I learned, look, we're not, we, we predict a lot of good, a lot of things, right. And, but we're going to be wrong guys. We're, we're not Nostradamus. We're not going to know everything, but we do have to learn when we're wrong. I'm learning from what I did last year, and I'm not going to do that. But what I am seeing on the court, which is the most important thing, is that Darvin Ham does not know what he's doing right now, and the players are not doing what they're supposed to do, which is hit open shots, play a cohesive-type team setup, and we're losing games you should win. And that's it. Right now, that should be the only thing we're thinking about. How is this going to get solved? I want to know what's going to happen. Are the players going to start hitting their open shots and making Darvin Ham look good? Or is Darvin Ham going to figure out a way to spread the offense a little bit more so people have more spacing to maybe get to the basket more? Or someone goes off for a month and plays really, really well when it clicks. I don't know. But we're we're going to obviously be here for the rest of the year figuring it, trying to figure it out. And hopefully they figure it out. Otherwise, we're going to be needing therapy ourselves. We might indeed. Uh, Mission 24, thank you so much. Super chat again. Truly appreciated. You know, as a coach to light a fire in these overpaid athletes, I wish we could have Angry Joe instead of a cold cut ham. Great comment right there. Appreciate the super chat, Mission 24. I, I appreciate that, Mission 24. But the reality is I I, I, I was born too late in, in this life. Uh, I would have been better off probably in the 60s uh not because of the social or at that time country's atmosphere because that that part i don't like when i when i when i read up on it uh but in terms of the in terms of the discipline the fundamentals and the execution of things i think we've gotten extremely weak uh, because we've made things too easy for just everything in life. It's, it's spilled. It's built over to everything in life. Everything is some kind of. Are you okay? It's never. Come on, man, get up and let's you know suck it up a little bit. We don't get enough of that. There's a very few. There's very few people out there that can still command that presence right now in sports and get away with it. One is Nick Saban, and the other is Bill Belichick, and those guys. 
unfortunately are are are, are going to be a dying breed, and I don't know if there's going to be a you know, I don't know if who's going to be next uh, that that could that could take that mantle because you got Dabo Sweeney and you got all those uh, other great coaches that are playing John Harbaugh, but they're eh, I don't know, I don't really get really anything out of that. I think uh, I think we're kind of screwed in that that arena, but we're we're. I don't know if there's a chance we can bring it back, uh, but I'm going to try my hardest to try. And 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 again, I'm going to make it very clear. I'm with it. You know, my kids don't think I'm a dork. You know, you know how every kids think their dads are not cool. My kids know I'm not a dork. They know I'm cool. I'm with it. I know exactly what's going on. I know the current age, you know current youth right now. I know how they think. I know well, if you can call it thinking. I know how they do business, and so does Nick Saban. So try to try to try to do both, you know, try to adapt, but also keep the fundamentals. And we got to shout it until it maybe gets back until, you know, we can't give up. It's just what it is. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. It is Joe Soro, Magic Man, Sean Grice, and me, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching this. And don't forget tomorrow, full day for you. We've got the pregame, obviously tomorrow as well for the Los Angeles Lakers and the Phoenix Suns and the game itself. Follow along with us. Hopefully it will be, you know, it's really sucks, Joe. Yesterday and Sean, yesterday we had our largest room of the year so far of this season during the Los Angeles Lakers and Houston game. We had people show up at new members. We had gotten so many different people that were supporting us at playback.tv slash Lakers fast break. Even though playback.tv itself, you go there, you're just a random person. You would never find a room because it wasn't listed which is very irritating. And I did already message them on that because it it pissed me off that that was the case. But be that as it may, we had our largest room ever and the Lakers didn't show up for it. So I ask you, my friend, to me, there's some eerie similarities to what we've seen from last year, but (sighs) Lakers fan 24 tells me to relax. It's only eight games. The Lakers have one of the worst offenses in the NBA. They can't shoot. They can't rebound. They don't play great perimeter defense. Should I be worried that it's 2022 all over again? Last night was cause for worry, Gerald. It's cause for worry. The first eight games and the reflection it shows in the first quarter is worrisome. That is worrisome. Can I ask you a quick question? I don't mean to interrupt, and I apologize. Yes, yes. Uh, It was mentioned that uh, um, Anthony Davis missed the game yesterday, of course. he had uh, Was it L. Rob that said he played like 34 straight games? Was that last time against Houston? I believe that would have to be. Because that was the one where Joe had the epic rant of all epic rants. It would would have to be that game because that was, what, in February, right? Yeah, in that ish. Yeah, Yeah, then that's correct. Okay. Again, like, I apologize. Go yeah. ahead, my friend. No, yeah. no, no, no. Thank you for for bringing that up, Gerald. I'll uh, I'll, I'll double check that, but I believe you're right. Um, minus eighty four through eight games, Gerald. I mean, I, we said it here first. We were the first ones to say it. Of all the Laker communities, through the first five games, this is a problem in the first quarter. And it's going to come back to bite him in the ass. And Gerald, it just didn't bite us in the ass. It tore it up yesterday. 
I mean, we walked out of the Toyota Center with a bloody ass. That's how bad it got beat up. It start. It starts again. What is, what is going on, from, the film sessions, to, pregame, in the huddle when you're t- talking and trying to communicate about what you want to try to establish, in the first five minutes. Because it just seems like they're just kind of showing up and and seeing what happens, Gerald, rather than having a focused, purposeful effort. This is what I think this is what a lot of people are trying to say about Darvin Ham, yet can't communicate necessarily what what they want to express. And that's there is very little inspiration and motivation and purpose to a lot of what the Lakers are doing out there. It's a lot of paint by number or trial and error with AD at the, at the top of the key or uh, AD in the low post. I mean, our half court offense is a dumpster fire in the middle of a hurricane and there's an asteroid about to come and wipe it all off the face of the earth. Get somehow Anthony Davis is one of the best half-court players in the NBA, ladies and gentlemen. Believe it or not, I will uh, post those stats pretty soon. Um, you said that was the worst. That's the worst in history as far as in the first quarter through eight games. Is that correct? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. NBA history, minus 84. Gerald, the the Lakers right now have here's their here are their differentials. Their offense is uh 108.2, the defense is 113.2, uh, which is, you know, a negative 4.9, Gerald. So, you're basically spotting teams 10 points and you've got a negative differential of almost 5. Um, that has to be cleaned up immediately. You cannot, this is just another example of, you know, why you can't ever take your foot off the gas in a professional league. There's, there's too much pride. There's too much skill. There's too much information from scouts, from coaches, from other players about what's going on out there. And I'm not seeing that kind of communication, purposeful uh, action from the Lakers, Gerald, and needs to start from the hop. If I see a focused effort in that first quarter, Gerald, regardless of the result, I'll know, okay, they they established something here, and they can work from that. I I, I actually think if we show up with the, with the proper – uh, straight proper onions tomorrow that the Lakers come out with a victory, but it's got to start from the beginning. Well, one of the reasons why we do have hope, and once again, it's the Lakers fast break. Truly appreciate you joining us, Joe, is the fact that we should be getting Jackson Hayes and, of course, Anthony Davis back. Both are listed as questionable, but they have been upgraded to that status. It is going to probably be a game time decision or maybe in the morning during during walkthroughs, but it looks more and more like they will get them back. In fact, AD before the Houston disaster in that morning said he was feeling a lot better. So getting them back in the lineup and adding a lot of that size, that could help us out at least on, you know, as far as getting 
the motive motivation because LeBron in the statements after the game said the injuries and the lack of cohesion by this team right now is a big reason why they're three and five. I'm going to tail off from Dante saying that we're already sick of this. I'm already sick of this. I'm sick of these injuries. I'm sick of these weak ass players who can't even start a season healthy. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of AD playing a week and always bugging something out. I mean, I'm just, I'm over it. I'm so burnt out from it. I'm so burnt out of talking about the same stupid discussion. I'm at the, I was thinking earlier today, I'm just like, just, you know, if this doesn't work, just figure out a way to trade LeBron and just get rid of AD and start over. I'd rather, I'd rather just start over. If we're going to suck, I might as well suck all the way. I'm just tired. I'm tired of this goddamn same discussion every freaking week. I like Groundhog's Day, the movie, but I don't like it in real life. That's why it's a movie. It's fake. Real life, it's different. I don't, I'm tired. I'm tired of talking about these weak-ass injured players all the time. And then they come back and they don't do jack squat anyways. Why can't you play better? Why can't you make an open shot? Isn't that what you're paid to do? Isn't that why your contract went from $2 million to $14 million? I mean, what are you doing out there? Do we really need to go back in time to motivate people without you getting butt hurt? Like, who's asking these guys? Like, what is going on with you? You know, I, I watched a video of Tommy Lasorda going to the mound, and the pitcher's like, Tommy, don't, don't take me out. He's like, what do you mean don't take you out? You suck right now. These are grown-ass men. You can't take a little criticism? Do you really need a dynamite up your ass? Or are you going to go cry cry to your mommy? I mean, how do you, how do you, how do you even call yourself a man? Playing like a bunch of freaking punks. Getting punked by 34 by the Rockets? Who haven't been squat in how long? Come on, man. This is getting tired. I'm tired. I'm, I got tired from when we started the show. I'm like, what am I doing? What are we doing with our life right now? Talking about the same clowns. They're probably out dancing and hanging out with people and not even giving a crap. And here we're sitting here waste, wasting our time talking about them. Like get you, get your head out of your ass and start earning your money. You just got a contract extension and, oh, I got a little bursitis on my foot. A bursitis? Kobe played with his knee bone to bone. Kobe hit two free throws with a torn Achilles. Ah, oh, Joe, oh, come on. That's Kobe. Hey. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Ma- Ma- Magic, Magic, Norm Nixon, James Worthy, Kareem played in L.A. where there was more cocaine and quaaludes than gummy bears and still managed to win five championships. And the only problem we ever had was that James Worthy had a hooker problem. Big deal. Big deal in the big scheme of things, Gerald. Uh, Joe's right. I mean, complaining about bursitis and... Yeah, oh, I, I I have a bone bruise on my on my AC joint. It's really sore. And... I can't yeah. listen to Darvin. I I haven't been able to watch Spectrum even when they won. I can't listen to these guys talk anymore. Darvin Ham talks. It's like listening to the toilet flush. 
I can't. Oh, remember, can't. Gerald, do you remember? <laughs> I'm sorry, Joe. That was great. No, I'm going to have that vision. <laughs> oh, my God. That was Damn crazy. you, Joe. I'm, I'm going to have that vision in my head every this, single I'm time. Tired of, I'm tired because it, it seeps in. It, they get this garbage from everything around them. It's the same horse shit freaking talk. Oh, we gotta, we gotta do that. We gotta play harder. We gotta do that. Shut the front freaking front door at some point. Like, just shut up. Come out there, grow some, grow some balls, and just say, I have to figure out what I'm doing here, and the guys need to execute. That's all. I don't need to hear the garbage. If you reporters are not gonna ask the right questions, why do you have a press conference? Coach, what happened out there today? Oh, is, oh, we're all blind. We didn't see what happened, right? Is that why you're asking that question, Mike Trudell or whoever the hell is in there? Like, seriously, ask the damn questions. And if you're going to ask the questions, you don't need to be J.A. Adande and T.J. Simers or Bill Plaschke where they always had that kind of like, like that condescending ass kind of like questionnaire, which I get. When people kind of like get that question, because you're like, man, shut up and sit down. You're going to have that little snide tone to your voice. Ask him like a man. Darvin, why are you running five wide? Why are you running a 4-1? Why is everyone standing around? How about that? Let's simplify it. Why is everyone standing around while one guy isolates? It's not working. It doesn't work. We've seen it eight times this year. What are you going to do to change it? Tell us. Well, Joe, I told them not to do it, and they refused to do anything about it. Oh, good answer, because that's exactly something that makes sense. So how about this? There's two options there. You bench everyone's ass, and you put somebody in there that will listen to you, or you need to get your ass out of town. It's over. It's over at that point. You just told us the truth. Maybe you don't want to get fired, right? But at the end of the day, you are going to get fired. So you might as well go out the right way. Are you really doing your job? It doesn't look like it. It doesn't look like you know anything about basketball. You don't know how to connect with the team. The NBA coach, the NBA head coach, is the hardest job, I believe, in sports, even, even more so than an NFL quarterback. And people think I'm nuts when I say that. Yes, it's more difficult because – at least the quarterback has power over his ability. Darvin Ham doesn't have the power over his players. If they don't want to listen, he can't do jack squat about it. Quarterback can do something about it, at least, no matter how hard it is. So if you're not connecting with your team or you don't know what you're doing, you got to go. You got to go. There is no other way. And if these guys don't want to put in the work, you know, you could tell me you worked out all you want. You could tell me you shoot a thousand shots a day. Hey, so I'm, gonna, I'm still going to have to go back to this. Sorry, Sasha. Sasha Vujicic was the greatest practice shooter in the history of the NBA. <laughs> what did that mean in his career other than one year in 2008? It meant dick. Except that one little spot in the finals. But, you know, everybody... It, it, you know, the, the broken clock is right twice a day. You know, that happens. You're right. You're right, Joe. Shannon so Brown Shannon Brown took his job. It's 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 not it, this discussion is played out. It's so played out 
at what point is somebody going to wake up and solve the problem? It's kind of like American politics at this point. We keep talking about the same thing over and over again, over and over again. This is, there's a reason why they used to have raids in France every so often, a purge, if you will. Not supporting that, but that's the reason why. So maybe the purge for the Lakers is at some point, LeBron, thank you. AD, thank you for bringing us an NBA championship. You are relevant in the history of the Lakers forever. But I don't, I can't, I, I, I don't want to be talking about this for another two, three years. I'm, I'm tired. I'd like to start having some kind of sense in what we're doing. Can we, can we bring some kind of progression, some kind of image, some kind of identity? Can you give me an identity, please? Give us an identity at least, instead of complete buffoonery, not Everything you do looks like you don't know what you're doing. Get paid $50 million a year, $30 million a year, $10 million a year. How the hell did these guys have a job? I don't know. It's just, it's just tiresome. That's all I can say. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Once again, it's the Lakers Fast Break. It is Joe Soro, Magic Man, Sean Grice, and me, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching this. And don't forget tomorrow, again, wall-to-wall coverage from the pregame to playback to the postgame. We got you covered right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Man, that was actually a good promo right there for you. But I will tell you right now, though, the Lakers still head in there three and five. It, it is something I brought up, but I've been thinking about it. That's why I titled this show, Is It Deja Vu All Over Again, Magic Man? Because I just feel the same vibes. I see the Lakers in the same spots that they were in last year in regards to team defense and team offense. And if that's the case, I'm not sure the Lakers can absolutely go and climb uphill all over again like they did last year. This is a tougher Western Conference. You have Phoenix possibly after that overtime victory and possibly getting Booker in. He's been listed at out as, as of now. But Sham Sharani has said there's a possibility he could still be out there on Friday. And, of course, if you want to find out for sure, go ahead and follow us at Lakers Fast Break on Twitter while I retweet out all that information as it becomes available. But I just think that right now the Lakers need to go ahead and just, it seems like it's a disarray and it just seems like nobody is, as Joe said, is taking the step up to go ahead and just gather all this all in, organize everything and have a better plan of attack going forward. That, that would be the um, opportune strategy, Gerald. I'm just not sure if uh, this captain is for the helm of this ship. 
Uh, do you remember last year what word he used to describe the Russell situation moving him to the bench, Gerald? No, I, I don't remember. Okay, so I, I forget who asked the question. I think it might have been um, McTen who said that, you know, since Russ is being demoted to the bench, and he kind of stopped them halfway and said, this isn't a demotion. This is a realignment. Which is, you know, I, yeah, I, I knew Joe was going to do something like that because we had talked about um, off camera. Um, and I like I agreed with him in a sense that, you know, a lot of what he does isn't sly. But I was trying to emphasize he's one of the reasons they did make him the head coach drilled is because they also had a conversation about can he take the heat and can he handle the heat? And they obviously think he can. So as long as he's taking the heat, it it like Joe was saying, it it, it completely def- can deflect off of uh, Rob and uh, Jeannie. And I think that's all, that's part of what's going on as well. He's also acting as a shield for them um, by using, you know, these weasel words that uh, a lot of us see through. I don't see a realignment with what's, what's happening. You can, you can try and adjust uh, the deck chairs on the Titanic, Gerald, but the iceberg still hit that ship. It's going down. Uh, I'm not saying that we're the, we're the Titanic, but does kind of feel like we might be the Andrea Doria, which is like a smaller version of that, where you have to abandon ship eventually. Uh, I'm not ready to say that either three and five. And then it's not there yet, but I mean, if we're looking at a potential situation, Gerald, where we get back home and we're still, we're still sputtering and spiraling then before it circles the drains, Joe's right. Like they're going to have to do something before, before the, the circling the drain happens, they're going to have to do something. Let me ask you this. Darren said in the, in our chat, the best Lakers chat room that's out there, the Lakers fast break. I wanted to go ahead and ask you real quick in regards to Rui Hashimura still, you know, I guess the plus minus in this case is a little bit misleading, but you know, obviously he was one of the best players on the floor yesterday in what surmounted to be not too many players playing great yesterday, but his minus plus minus was pretty bad. I'm assuming that was because of what, as Adam said, you know, just the lineups around him, a lot of young guys, the game is already out of hand, et cetera, et cetera. You know, you got to be encouraged that Rui came back strong from the concussion protocol, but it was just a shame to see that, you know, the numbers didn't translate as well on the floor. Yes, 100%. Um, that That's correct. Adam's kind of instincts were, were correct. Because Rui was basically playing 12 minutes of garbage time, it was a, it was a poor reflection uh, in the in the plus minus. That being said, he did score 24 points, Gerald. He technically was the best player we had out on the floor. And while he was j- playing with the, with um, the uh, second and third stringers for the most part, um, the fact that he was able to just kind of maybe get into a rhythm again and feel comfortable is a positive sign. M- m- hopefully that'll reflect better tomorrow. Gives a much more um, 
sternful, uh, purposeful effort defensively. Um, and hopefully uh, Darvin Ham actually gets his head out of his um, lower bowel and uh, emphasizes that, you know, Rui's being paid $18 million, Darvin, not to sit on his ass for 25 minutes. He can't. He needs to get at least 20, 25 minutes of action. Get sit, can't play him for 15 and then sit him for 25, man. The, a lot of your decision-making is very questionable right now. Very questionable. And I would just, okay, Gerald, here's, here's a description of our offense. It's flatliners. We flatline. As soon as the ball goes outside of the, uh, the three point line, we flatline. There's just no other way to put it. Uh, it is a barren of efficiency. And he's got to do something about that. I mean, a, a, a few things are happening here as well, Joe. It's not just the negative point differential. The Lakers also made history in a bad way for another reason. The Lakers are the only team in NBA history to shoot less threes than your opponent in all eight games and finish with a lower three-point percentage than your opponent. And he's still, and he's still going to die on the hilt of that three-guard lineup come hell or high water, Gerald, despite what, despite the early positive returns we saw with Christian Wood and AD. This putts is getting to a lot of us right now. To say the least, my friend, to say the least, because it's very disappointing to see how this, you know, has started out so far. But Joe, I'm going to start uh, closing out this conversation by asking you uh, again, Magic, Magic Man, just again, he's just, it's been tough. And Magic Man has been at the brunt of it all right there, just seeing it, everything that's gone by, part of our playback, pregame, postgame coverage and all that. But when it comes down to it, Joe, what do we need to do to make sure it's not a repeat of last year? I don't want to go three and 11. I don't want to go four and 14. I want to at least start getting on the right track and it's got to happen soon. I don't, I don't have that answer. I don't, they have no reason to play this bad. So either you make your shots or this thing will spiral very quickly. It's the shot making. They're not making any shots. And the reason why they're not making any shots is they're, Confidence is crap. Their system is crap. They can't get into any kind of rhythm. They can't have the offense play off the defense. The defense play off the offense. LeBron is frustrated. He's he, No matter what that guy does, he's always playing with some second-tier role players. Um, and even the stars that he plays are always injured. You know, part of the reason why LeBron, uh, LeBron didn't probably dominate more in that four-year run in Miami is because Dwayne Wade was always hurt. It's just you can look at it as an excuse too. By the way, you can you can call me out for that being an excuse, but the reality is, guys, you have to have the whole team be committed to what you're doing. And there was a time when everyone is a, everyone played. It was really only one year I remember where some of the t- title teams didn't have a full like the, 
had an issue with, let's say, uh, I'll use it again. We're talking about the Bulls. The Bulls, the only time I remember there being any injury issues was, was, was Scottie Pippen in game six of the Utah series. That was it. Everybody played. And in the 80s, you had some of the guys run out, you know, get injured at the end. Magic, Byron Scott in the 89 finals. Uh, to some degree, Larry uh, and McHale and some of the guys to the Celtics in 87. Those, you know, those, but the, the reason why those guys got hurt is because they, they played hard. They played for eight, nine straight years to win. No one does that. No one does that. They get a little owie, they're out for two weeks. They get a spasm in their. I'm tired. I'm tired of this. It's like, why? If it wasn't for the show, I probably would probably retire from this at this point. I'm done. I'm feeling like Jack Nicholson after Kobe retired. He's like, ah, I'm done. I'm done watching this. What's he going to do? Watch Jared Vanderbilt try to make three-pointers? Oh, Jared Vanderbilt coming back is going to change everything. No, it won't. No, it won't. It won't change nothing. This is a team game. Okay. What the hell makes you think that that's going to change anything? I saw Jared Vanderbilt miss one shot at the beginning of the game last year during the playoffs, and it looked like somebody stole his lunch money. Come on. Wake the hell up. No. This this is going to have to be some kind of team turnaround, some kind of weird thing that happened the first couple weeks where they just couldn't think. That stuff usually happens – like during the year, like even the, the 2000 Laker team that won 67 games, there was a moment there where they lost six out of eight, six out of, out of eight in a period. It cost them uh, a 73, 73 win season, 70 win season because of it. But the rest of the time they won 11 times in a row, 16 times in a row and 19 times in a row. I'm just using that as an example. I'm not expecting these guys to do that kind of stuff, but how about just show up? Please, just show up. Can you show up for work? Vanderbilt gets a $48 million extension. All of a sudden, he's got owies. Oh, I'm sorry. I, 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 cut, my, my, I cut my leg shaving. No, I, I got to be out for a month. Really? A bursitis? Bursitis, you're out? What's, what's next? I, uh, the, the barber cut the barber cut cut my my neck hair a little too too deep and you can't go play it, the, the sweat burns i can't out of here man this is a freaking joke man throw some nuts how many times are we gonna say it when's it gonna get out there somebody get it out there give me a freaking mic let me say it to them to their face they'll kick me out all the cops come and all that that's, that's what shadori said the other day seriously the, i'm sick the, of this uh, I'm, I'm sick of this with all these guys i'm sick of them all you're all a bunch of freaking pansies all of you Go ahead, six foot eight, two hundred twenty pounds. Come on, bring it. You gotta talk Shador. some smack. I'm from, I'm from. You guys are all from these hard places, right? Okay, you're all from these hard places. I came up hard, yet you get a little paper cut. You don't play for three weeks. How hard are you? Or is that just a a story that they have to tell us every time someone gets drafted during the draft? Oh, he came from here and. He came so far, and man, he's hard. Oh, I sorry, guys, I can't play for three months. Oh, I got a little out, you know, thing. 
Oh, really? I thought you were from, uh, I thought you were, you were from the 91036. I thought you were like, yeah, we used to handle ourselves. Or are you just a bunch of studio gangsters? You know, they wrote rap songs about this stuff. These guys exist. And 99% of them are out there and you talk to all of them. Who's really tough? Who's really tough? It's very few people that are really tough because the ones that are tough don't usually talk. Because they, really they also they, they they also understand okay. the other side of that. Gerald, you'll appreciate this. You remember Haku Ming? He is the guy. Okay, sweet if I'm going man. down a dark alley, he is the guy I'm going down. Yes, that dark alley. sweet man. Okay, everyone has said Ming Ming Haku. I don't know whatever the hell they call him for real in real life. Very nice man, until somebody tries to mess with him. And then he bites their nose off. Don't mess with people, man. Toughest son of the gun out there. Yes. And the only one I heard that might have been even close was Harley Race. But I've never heard any stories about what he's actually done. I just heard everybody stay away from Harley Race. At the end of the day, hey guys, it, 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 there's a lesson to be told out of this. If there's something that comes out of this for all of you, whoever, whoever you are, I just want to champion some kind of common sense to come out of this. We're using this as a tool, the basketball, the Lakers situation. It's a good subject. We're, I'm tired of these. Damn it. It doesn't work with the, with, with the G rated stuff. It doesn't hit home enough. I'm That's tired. Okay. I'm of already these, marking. I'm this tired of these pussies. I'm tired of them. I'm tired of all of them everywhere. It's not that hard. Is it? Are you really worried about being judged that much? Your contracts are guaranteed. They can't take your money away. Why don't you earn it? Come on. Do something. Somebody do something. Grow some some balls. Really grow some since you all came from somewhere hard. Because all I see is this. I don't see anything hard. I see this. And it's, it's just frustrating. And, and, and what's more frustrating is for all of a sudden, the guy that's got a bursitis in his foot, he's going to come save the day? Really? You guys really believe that? I, 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 don't, I don't understand that correlation, guys. I think it's what happens. In, see, what happens is when you start watching all this pump-up stuff on TikTok or TV, you get a bunch of these this jackholes that come out of nowhere. You don't even know who the hell they are. Guys, you need to believe in yourself and you need to do, get up in the morning and brush your teeth with your left hand and tell the mirror you love yourself. Those motivational grifters, Joe. The life coaches. Have you noticed that the more life coaches we birth, the more stupid we get? The grift is strong in that one. Do you realize that? How come we got so many of these people? They go on these TED Talks and they tell us how we should be. Be good to your neighbor. Be good to your kids. Do this, do that. But the, the more we hear that, the more dipshit you are. The more dipshits are created. Stop talking. We're talking now because it's a show of talking. But when I get off air, I don't talk like this. If I see, if I spot a jackass, I either get away from him, or if he's coming at me, I'm like, get the hell away from me. You're trash. And more often than not, no one comes to me anyways. People usually walk away when I walk around anyways. It's God, God, thank God. Thank God I don't have to deal with that just from being looking the way I look. Well, it doesn't matter who it is. It's great. Thank you, God, for doing that. So 
it's it's just I I don't I'm done I'm done with this, this conversation is, this I'm really pe- done with it. This is a man of the people, ladies and gentlemen. This I, is a man of the I, people. I don't want I don't want to deal with this kind of stuff. I don't, and it's very difficult. I, I I don't know what else to do. What else can we say? What if this stays on another eight games? Now what are we gonna do? Now I'm stuck. Now I got to start. I got to start pulling out freaking rabbits out of hats and pulling things out of my ear to to, to entertain because if not. I'm going to look like some psychopath who's just wanting to go kill somebody. No comment. Wow. Not literally. Not literally wow. Wow. Not, wow. Not literally. <laughs> I, I will say, it's, though. It's, it's now the Lakers fast break confessions. And Although Michael Joe Williams. Soros is in the, uh, not literally. Not, please. It's figurative. I, well, I will say a couple things here. Uh, Shadoria the other day, uh, he actually put it after we went off the air in the comments, asked if I could go ahead and get press access for you. I said, I do have the contacts to go who I know to reach out to. But if I do, I want live video on Joe because he'll be escorted out of the building after he asks this one question. So I want to make sure that there's live video on him as he's being escorted out of the building. And again, that there's there's a way of, 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 of asking that question. So if, if I had the privilege of having a press pass and having the ability to ask a question, and I was there, I, I, I want to ask the question that, 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 that'll, it'll be all the questions together. And the first question that puts that together is what is wrong with your team? Now that could, that could maybe hit a spot. Let's say if it's Darvin Ham. coach, what's wrong with your team? I don't, I believe, I believe that wouldn't be a question that would get me kicked out. It could be something that kind of maybe hits or it obviously for a weak-minded person, which I'd like to think Darwin isn't weak-minded. He just might not know how to coach basketball. He, he got in shot. The in the fa- he got shot in the face. But, but, I don't, but, I don't, right. I will, yeah. But, I will, right. So, yeah. so, so I'm, I'm going to ask him flat out, what is wrong with your team? You just got blown out by a C minus D plus team. When you have LeBron James on your team with, very good players. You have another all-star on there, D'Angelo Russell. You have uh, a, 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 an international pick player in Austin Reeves. Yet you guys look like you haven't played NBA basketball in your lives. But they're not going to let me ask that question like that because it's going to shut down the room. Guys, I've been involved in this kind of situation a lot in my life. I know if I ask a question, it's going to jack up the entire room. Now, I'll do it but there's going to be likely consequences. But that's exactly what I would do. If I got that question and I was in Houston this last, you know, yesterday, I would have asked that question. What is wrong with your team? How do you get blown out by a D-plus team like the Houston Rockets? How do you go to Orlando with two days to prepare and look like you had just played a back-to-back game? I don't know. I don't know what would happen. I think... I think I think other reporters will basically kind of back, you know, because they want to stay in that room, right? They're all minions. That's that's the problem, guys. Is is but Joe, you know we, what you know what the sad part is about that? They're just they just want those crumbs. These are just crumbs. 
and they're, will, and, and, they're, and they're willing to sell themselves out for crumbs. Go and that's ahead. what happens Sorry. when you're reliant on others. When you're reliant on others for your livelihood or whatever. I understand we need people to work the fast food joints. I understand we need the front desk. Look, I will never criticize anyone for a job. I was in LAX years ago. I went in the bathroom and it was a, it was I mean, I couldn't get out quick enough. And then right as I was getting out, gentleman was going in with the cart to clean it up. And I said, man, I will never. And I never did before. I'm just saying, like, it really hit me. I said, I will never criticize anyone. And if I had the the resources like I had that time and the mindset, I would have given that man a freaking $50 bill and said, hey, man, I couldn't even stay in there to take a piss. And you're going to go clean it. Here's fifty dollars. Go take your family out. God bless you. Seriously, this is like, I get it. But at the same time, guys, this reliance on—I'm not going to get into the free speech thing because that can take on a whole new, you know, thing. But it's it. This has gotten to the point where, where the hell are these people to ask these guys these questions? Can we at least get some some kind of enthusiasm there so we can feel better and maybe talk about it on the show. You know, if somebody had asked a good question like Darvin Ham, it looks like you're overwhelmed. That's kind of like the condescending question, right? I probably Um, wouldn't ask that. I'd probably wait for someone who's kind of nerdy to do that. Might work. But then again, they're not going to answer that question. They'll just say next question. You get out of here. You're, 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 you're bothering everybody, right? No, it's better to just be direct. What's wrong with your team? What's going on here? How are you guys getting beat by 34 by the Houston Rockets at the beginning of the year when you're at your healthiest and should be at your most focused? It's not like you guys flipped 10 guys. You have three or four new guys, but your general core is the same. I don't know. It's, I guess part of the talent of the show is when you feel like you've run out of material, get more material. Don't turn into Eric Bischoff towards the end of uh, the NWO run, right, uh, G? Everybody was a member of the NWO by that time. I thought that was kind you of You were a member of the NWO. You were the member of the NWO. Yeah, NWO I, black, NWO red, NWO, you know, yeah, just yeah. Latino, green, blue, the L- LWO, yeah, they, 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 they ran that like a Hollywood uh, studio. They just kept just – Kept sucking off the teeth. It's like Oprah. You're NWO. You're NWO. The crazy thing is, though, when they tried to bring it back, it didn't work. But the NWO shirt still still sells well on the WWE site today. They it's still one of their top sellers to this day. Did you know? Did you? I'm sorry, Sean. I'll say this one thing, and then you can go. Do you know that? I, I don't know if this is true, but I heard recently that. The Austin 316 shirt is the most sold shirt in the history of shirts. It is. is that true? Ahead yes. of Vocal Mania. Yep. Yes. <laughs> well, the reason why is it's black, right? I mean, no one wears orange and yellow. Well, I mean, right? the, the what t-shirt is uh, in the top five now, too. So, Well, yeah, the what t-shirt. But yeah, but right now, right now it's LA Nights. But yes, overall in the lifetime, it would be you know, some variation of the Austin 316 shirt. Because they've tweaked it slightly over the years, but different variations, added a skull, 
added not a skull without a skull with Austin recent, but that the NWO shirt, Hulkamania shirt, those three are iconic. What shirt is always still, still out there that sells well. Yeah. It's funny. Cause if you go to the WWE shop, you could look for a lot of retro stuff. In fact, the shock master, the fact that they sell a shock master from a, from a, Gaff from a WCW wow. Saturday night. They have a stormtrooper sequence still. Head, 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 uh, mask. Yeah, you know, it's it's actually or it's, the it's, whole outfit. It's the whole, but it's a shirt. <laughs> it's a shirt with the actual. Yeah, it's it's Fred Ottman, who in that in that what? stormtrooper. Yeah, the good thing there. is Fred doesn't have. No one knows really. I mean, it's you know we know. But no one really like he could at least still walk around. He's a relative. I think he's a relative of Cody Rhodes. That's how because Dusty Rhodes put him. Yeah, in but that no gimmick. one, no, the regular people like he can walk through any. We can walk anywhere. Not no one knows he's the shock. <laughs> yes, right now you can get it on the WWE shop for twenty six. Oh wow, that's hilarious. Yes, just to let you know, they still. They know where their bread is buttered. They know that there's a whole bunch of nostalgia there. And it's funny how they go ahead and still to this day, they deny it sometimes, but when they embrace it, they embrace it and they still go ahead and play it out. Even like I want to know how the hell does someone tear both their quads at the same time? That, that had to have been God striking down on McMahon. Uh, Yes. When he did that. Quads. Yes. Both at the same time. Yes. Oh, you know, the thing with Smales is all you got to do is tear his hamstring. That still, to me, isn't his uh, my favorite injury of his. The favorite injury I saw of him was when he got thrown over the top rope, and he accidentally, as he was going over the top rope, <laughs> he angled his neck so where it got angled and snapped back and gave him whiplash underneath. Yeah, so as far as the bottom rope. When he went over the top rope, he was going down. He whiplashed himself on the bottom rope. and he just- That's hilarious, Gerald. I was showing Joe some camel fighting today, and that's exactly what it kind of looked like. If you ever see it, it's, yeah, it's out there on YouTube. Yeah, if you just want to go ahead and check it out. Yeah, Dante, Dante, says- I, Dante sometimes I'll watch that, that interview with uh, – I don't know why they call him Doc. Every time I looked Doc at Doc Hendricks, like, AK Michael. Every time, Hayes. yeah. Every time I looked at, every time they called him Doc, I'm like, why do they keep calling P- PS Mike? Why, why do they keep Mike Hayes like Doc? What the hell is Doc? It's it's, it's him. But it was an epic promo. It was a promo that birthed that month birthed the Attitude Era, and it really the seed started with Austin in that interview, and then on the end. NWO was formed, I think, a couple weeks later. And again, I going back to kind of what we were talking about again, I know we kind of veered off here, but it's 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 a I didn't I I, I think the anger right now is I didn't expect this. I didn't expect this bad a start. I didn't not from the records that like if they were competitive and they were like, there's a difference between being three and five and being competitive and then being three and five and absolutely sucking every single game. There's a difference and they have stunk every game. And I want to know why, what are you doing? You have LeBron James and Anthony Davis on your team. How can you suck? Eight straight games. You're not the Charlotte Hornets. You have two all-time greats on your team that can still play. Why? 
I want to know why. That could be the other question. Coach, you have LeBron James and Anthony Davis on your team, yet you guys look like you haven't – you guys don't look like you are playing championship ball in any way, not even one-tenth of, of, of a percent. Why? You should you – should, you these guys have been playing together now for five years. There should be some chemistry there. There should be something going on. But at the end of the day, we're watching the offense and the defense no. play, and it's just it comes down to execution. You can't get your guys to execute, and your guys can't execute, and this is the result. So, Joe, since nineteen, since 2019-2020, how many other Laker players have been with LeBron AD from the start to now? No one. So when you talk about cohesion, don't piss on my leg and tell me it's raining. But you've been playing with Austin for three years. Mm-hmm. This is the third year you've been playing with him. Should you at least be good there? You think so, you'd think so, right? You'd think so. Okay, so now we can put our heads in the pillow tonight and go, well, they haven't played with D'Angelo long enough. Right? Okay. Then what? So we're just going to wait until February before they start playing again? Or is you that enough? You, you, can't, you can't keep playing this game, Gerald, where, you know, I'll, I'll, you know what? It's a pretty garden. It's just, it's it's not ready yet. It's not ready yet. The, rose, the roses haven't bloomed yet. And the tulips, we, we just planted those, Gerald. They're, they're not going to be ready for, for another eight weeks. Can't keep playing this game. It's a, it's a stupid game you play it, especially with the three men here. Gerald has created this platform exactly for something like this, where we are able to constructively critique this kind of behavior. And he's not going to get away with it. The Lakers aren't going to get away with it. You can't keep kicking the can down the road. That's that's not a solution. We'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Needing an edge for your fantasy football team? Listen to the guys at Inside Sports Fantasy Football for insight that will help you reach your league championship. That's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check it out today on your favorite podcast outlet. So let's ask a final question before we head on out. Darren, uh, he put in the super chat. Thank you so much to Mission 24, Darren, for the awesome super chats today. None of the other players from Team USA forgot how to play. What happened to our guy? I do know that um, Jalen Brunson was struggling to come out of the gate, but then he really got hot last week, uh, so... He seemed to have snapped out of it. Walker Kessler has struggled, although that was harder to figure out because he didn't get a whole lot of playing time. So what is it, uh, Joe? I mean, Dennis Schroeder's flourishing in Toronto. I mean, Anthony Edwards is still playing like Anthony Edwards. Uh, We see the guys from the other teams, Dylan Brooks, playing at a great level. What's going on? I'll start with all our starters. Number one, D'Angelo Russell is too streaky, and that's not a surprise. He's going to suck at defense no matter what, and then he'll give you maybe out of four games during the week, he might give you one and a half games where he shoots lights out. The rest, you're good luck. 
Austin Reeves' confidence level right now is at a two. Before, when he was about him, he was at a run of eight. Right now, he's at a two. I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that Team USA got exposed with him playing defense poorly. I mean, he wasn't the only reason why they lost this summer, but he was a big part of it, and it seeped over to the season and hasn't stopped. They've been exploiting it every game, and sorry to say, folks, he's never going to be a good defender. However, his missed I thought he was a top-tier defender, according to the top. I'm not going to get into that. You guys can talk about that later. I'm not going to get into it because then I'm going to get really pissed. The shot-making is the issue with him. If he makes – if he continued to make shots, we might have won a couple more games in this run. We might be sitting at five and three, and then at that point, that's the difference maker, right? And then you got somebody like Gabe Vincent. I don't know what the hell happened to him. All of a sudden, he's injured. Was he injured always last year? I don't. I don't remember. He he's he missed uh, twenty games last year, and previously twenty games Joe for knee soreness. So he's he's got rickety knees. Okay. So at he's times. a pansy who can't play with pain. And then when he did play, yes, he facilitated here and there. But he couldn't make a shot to save his life and looks like he's not a confident player in itself. Looks like he's still reeling from the finals when he got worked there. Okay, who else? Vanderbilt, you know, can't even get out of out of off the bench, but he's good at putting together his whatever outfit. They have, they're really yeah. they have enough energy and time to do that. That that's for sure. Um, and then you got somebody like Christian Wood. You got somebody like Jackson Hayes. Looks, to, Jackson Hayes was my pick of, of somebody that wasn't really going to do much, and I don't think that's changed. You know, he's played a little better than what we thought, but he's not a difference maker. Sorry, yeah. is it? Christian Wood helped us win a couple games, but again, he's a minimum player for a reason. Uh, Max Christie too early needs probably another couple of years to really be a, a legit rotation player. He has potential if he works on it, but I don't think he's going to help us this year. Who else we got? Who else can we talk about? I think that's pretty much it, guys. That's really what it is. I mean, Torian Prince, yeah, you know, he's given us a little stuff here and there, but he's he's a role player too, and it looks like he's kind of coming back down to earth from his great preseason and first couple games of the year. Uh, this game goes, this team goes as far as its execution as a team goes. If you're going to continue to kill yourself with spacing and – not shooting the ball well and playing defense like you're, you know, at a bull ring, then you can go ahead and call it a day. And by the way, when you talk about poking the bear, I never quite understood poking the bear. I would like to think poking the bull would make more sense because the bull can poke you back. The bear is just going to rip your face off. So I like to use. Isn't that what he did in Memphis in the playoffs? Good. But that 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 doesn't make sense because they poke the bear and the, we kill the bear. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like that, yeah. Poke the bull, you get the horns, right? And now what they say, mess with the bull, you get the horns. So that you know, poke the bull, and the bull's gonna poke you. There's plenty of videos on YouTube about that stuff. So if you don't believe me, go on there and see. And that's it, guys. We are yeah. It's nice to know that you have two all-time greats on your team, yet you look like you're playing uh, like it's uh, Summer League. That's the great thing about this. Hopefully we kept you entertained tonight because I'm sick. Yeah, as much as Intel, that's very gracious of you to offer. I know he wants us to stay on until 1130 or midnight, but I know Joe's not feeling uh, 100%. I want to make sure he's uh, 
Well, He's got a long well you, it depends on what you want to talk about. You want to talk about the games? You want to talk about other things? You want to just us, you know, entertain you? I mean, I, I could probably stay another hour if. I mean, again, we're we're, we're here. We're I'm, I can talk. I can talk more about the game and things like that. If that 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 helps, we're here for you. I'm here because you guys want us here. There's a pretty big group here that wants us here. At some point, I told us to Sean. Uh, a few days ago, there's gonna. This is not our show. This is your show. You know, and as this thing grows, the fans own this show because we're not here without you. I would not be here if there was four subscribers. I would have just told Gerald, "I'm like, hey, dude, this is not working, dude. I don't think we're gonna go anywhere." <laughs> but luckily for us, we're 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 climbing the ladder organically. By the way, we're not paying some schmuck to fake out any kind of subscriptions or any of that garbage no we're going to promote we're going to brand the organic way the real way so that when it comes down to well, i always say this when when you re, and i'm going to use a recession as an example when you're in a recession in in, in in the world let's say financially those who stay afloat those who don't get affected by it are the ones that have the, the good foundation not being in debt you know having your your stuff in order because what happens is you don't have to worry about, let's say if you're making a little less money because of it, you don't have massive debt. You don't have massive issues. Foundation, for example, your home, right? Like take care of your home, be proactive and be smart with how you do it. Otherwise that stuff always comes at you when at the worst time, all the, the, the water tank went out or the fridge crapped out and all that. Of course, it's always at the worst time when you don't have money, but you'll realize that, more often than not, it's always a bad time for those guys. Doesn't matter whether it's a recession or a good time. People are not good at managing their lives. So, yeah, that's my little TED talk for the day. Uh, before I get into <laughs> the LeBron Museum, guys, uh, I want to ask you this. Dante's in the chat. He's asking if you met Joe. Any I didn't meet Magic player. Johnson. I met Magic Johnson. I met the Laker. Uh, unfortunately, I'm never going to get a chance to meet Kobe. I really had a uh, a good, I had a good avenue to to get to Kobe uh, that I was working on, but unfortunately, I'm never going to get a chance to do that. But I have been very, very lucky that I was able to meet Magic Johnson. I was able to look him in the eye, shake his hand, and talk to him for a very few minutes. And Magic Johnson is is a is a bright shining light, well, the greatest smile you'll ever see. And he was opening up a Starbucks in a low-income area in San Diego. My friend uh, Andre and I and another friend went, went to go see him. He made a speech. We went through the line. And I usually don't do that kind of stuff. I don't like – I don't I, – I, I remember I said something stupid to Jim Kelly like when I was 19 when he was at the, the, the hotel I was working at. And ever since then, I just – I said, you freaking idiot. I've Every time I think about it, I want to punch myself. What do you in the tell face. him? I said something stupid like "You should have been a Stealer in 1983," and, and I got the year wrong or something. And I and he corrected he, me, and, and that, I was just like, "Yeah, he." And not to mention, he didn't want to play for any team that played in cold weather. Anyways, <laughs> so I met Magic. I shook his hand. We took pictures, and I don't have the picture. I got. I, I keep forgetting to ask my buddy Andre to get me a copy of it. But I met Magic, the, the Laker, and uh, it was everything. 
he was he's everything he, he is on tv beautiful man beautiful smile very very genuine shook your hand you know looked you in the eye and very very accommodating and he's he's uh again like i said the 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 world will be much darker when he's gone. He's he's a really really bright light. I'll tell you what, though, a lot of great things still up ahead for the Lakers if they can go ahead and get by Phoenix on Friday. But Magic, uh, I wanted to mention before we get back into Lakers, I guess we're going to run it for another hour. I guess if that's what we're going to do. Um, I will say though, the news that LeBron James Museum is going to be opening up in Akron in November twenty fifth. Uh, I don't know. The haters will probably hate that, that it's even happening. Uh, your thoughts on the LeBron James Museum opening up on November 25th? <laughs> this is a true thing, Joe. What are they going to say? Uh, Magic Michael Jordan's museum is better than LeBron's? <laughs> yeah. So, And thank you, Intel. Truly appreciate it. Uh, but yeah, Magic Man, your thoughts on the LeBron Museum, my friend. Gerald? It's a wonderful thing that uh, Akron's decided to do. I, I didn't read. I didn't read how much uh, much money was spent on it, but uh, it's a very nice gesture, and uh, I'm sure LeBron is is really pleased about it and proud. And the, the legacy he's going to leave in Akron just keep growing. We'll see what happens with uh, how detailed, uh, you know, categorizing the life of LeBron James. I, I, I just want to say, every time Joe uses the word enthusiasms, I see Al Capone. <laughs> so if he just held a bat, like, that, that would clear a room, all right? That's yeah, it, the, the Untouchables did put a mark in my mind a little bit growing up. Uh, no, no, but if, like, if you were in the room, like with Trudell yeah, and, and I, I, Geeter and all those guys said, you looked at the right dead of the eye. Enthusiasms. It, it, Enthusiasms. It's, again, it's, it's a, it's a, <laughs> the, the positive mindset versus the optimism. Be a good baseball club. You need teamwork, Joe. This is such a fine line between being trying to solve a problem in, in, in the right, the correct way. And then you got this falsehood of enthusiasm. The falsehood of enthusiasm. We're going to do better. Okay. If LeBron was 2012 LeBron and AD was 2015 LeBron, I'm sorry, AD was 2016, 2017 AD, uh, you could probably have a little bit more optimism. But uh, but at the same time, it's still something where you're like, are you guys, do you guys prepare? Are you prepared to play? And are you going to really put yourselves in a position? Okay, you start playing better in a couple weeks, but you're going to be playing stress ball you're going to be stressed getting better and then you're going to wear yourselves out in a, in a league where you have a lot of young teams that are ascending. And it's looking like I'm wrong about Denver right now. I thought they'd have the sophomore jinx or the letdown. looks like they're pretty wired that they want to win back-to-back titles. Uh, until Wild says he uh, shook James Worthy's and hand and also clients directors as well. Ah, uh, that's awesome. Well, I know James Ooh. Worthy. Your hand must have disappeared. James James Worthy's hand is 
comparable to Dr. J's from what I hear. <clears throat> I don't think that's big, but pretty darn close. But uh, James Worthy, uh, another guy that's gets paid to be a, a, a mascot for that show. And I, I say that in the nicest way as, as I could. He doesn't necessarily really do anything to warrant anything that would be of any kind of kind of kick in the butt. So is 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 Robert Ori really the last bastion of of just telling it like it that's is? That's it. That's on it. The show? Robert Ori and Scotty Pippen. Although Scotty Pippen did go nuts a little bit with uh, him. Yeah, but you know, I've always I, like again, I've always respected the fact that Robert Ori comes from a military family. He kind of tries to see things in black and white. He tells it like it is. There's no fat or BS with him. So when Gerald and Joe and everybody else is kind of talking negatively and obviously rightly so and pejoratively about Spectrum, I was thinking, I hope I hope Big Shot Bob hasn't turned the worm and become one of those toadies too, because that would be the last guy I would ever suspect. When you're I guess if you're worried about the job. You're worried about your your job, which most of people are. And I'm going to use Scotty Pippen as an, an, an example in this next because I think that's an important correlation with you know telling it like it is. Uh, Robert Ori always, you know, he when they've asked him who's better, Shaq or Hakeem, he doesn't hesitate. He say he'll say it in front of Shaq's face, Hakeem is better. Hakeem. Now, with all due respect to Hakeem. He was my favorite center, too, growing up. Um, Shaq's peak. Uh, a little better. Yeah, I, I'm sorry, guys. I, I'm not saying this because he's a Laker. Believe me. Shaq, between 2000 and 2002, was the baddest man on the planet. They were talking about – I mean, Mike Tyson was the baddest man when he was refing that Austin – Michael's match, but as soon as that match finished, that that title went to Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal between 2000 and 2002 was he should have won three straight MVPs in my opinion. I don't care what you tell me about 01 with AI, and I don't give a crap what you tell me about Tim Duncan. Shaq ate Duncan up two years in a row. He was the MVP in 01, and obviously he ate up Philly. I mean, I know Kobe helped him out too, but. That mother was a freaking beast for three straight years. Should have won three straight MVPs. And his peak is better than anyone's from the center position, except maybe Wilt. And to some degree, Kareem. Uh, Kubro, I met Kermit Washington. I used to, I played basketball uh, with uh, Kurt, uh, Kermit Washington after his retirement days, uh, just to let you know. Um, I know he's he's a player from way way back when, uh, but yes, I did play with play with him. That's probably the closest brush I've had with a Lakers player outside of at a game after you know give a high five to a player after the game or but not back at the forum. But yeah, Magic Man being in Toronto, I don't know. Have you interacted with any Laker players at all? Two, uh, Jose Calderon and Doug Christie. There you go. Was so his Jose, wife there with him? Jackie? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's funny. I was One doesn't too. go anywhere without <laughs> no, the other. 
I uh, read up, read up some stories of Jackie this, Christie, everybody. Yeah, Jackie, you wanna, Jackie. You wanna, you, it was very, <laughs> ahead, for, yeah, for, for a non-internet era, boy, we knew a lot Jackie about Jackie. Jackie made a lot of news. Yeah, Jackie yeah. had a Velcro, had Velcro on Christie's ass, and he was, he's, he was the Will Smith of his She era. walked around, she walked him around on a leash. He was, he was the Will Smith of the basketball era of the early 2000s with, with his wife. And it was, there was a lot of discussions there. I bet you if, if, if it was during a, well, these days it's not that big of a deal because they've kind of turned men into pansies anyway. So it would probably make sense. Plus I've, I've gone into enough homes where I've seen, you know, beta men and, you know, cow, cow to their wives. It's quite embarrassing. Actually. I actually almost leave weeping when I see it, but um, it's, it was, it was a hilarious story, especially considering, you know, him and Rick Fox didn't get along, unfortunately. And I have to say this because it's the truth. Christie got a good punch in with Rick and Rick, Rick initiated and deserved to get punched. Uh, the little half kick in the hallway was the best part though. And then of course, Shaq coming out of nowhere with his, uh, restaurant tablecloth suit pushing <laughs> Flotty Divach away. Uh, yeah, it was interesting because at that time they kept playing the Lakers uh, in preseason games because I guess they wanted, they knew that they hated each other and they knew that people would still watch the preseason games. <laughs> and speaking of angst, you know, again, I wanted to finish up the, uh, I wanted to finish up the, the, the Scotty Pippen thing because Scotty Pippen and, and Robert Ori are, are always, they're always the guys that that I felt were were truthful. I mean, Charles Barkley's truthful too, but he's kind of like a an obnoxious truth guy. Like Scotty and and Ori have a seriousness about their truth that I actually admired. The problem with Scotty recently is, and and I and I don't blame him for going nuts. If you really know, probably why he's gone nuts, and it, it has something to do with the fact that. Michael Jordan, especially Michael Jordan's getting destroyed by him because it's it's a, it's a family thing, guys. You guys know what's going on with that. And I, I, I have a heart, you know, me being a family man, and when it comes to family, sometimes you got to like, sometimes that's one of the few times logic might need to take a step back seat because there's, there's serious stuff going on there, and I can't blame him. And I'm not, I'm not a big fan of that. I really am. Uh, you know, it's one thing to – you know, we're in America, you can do what you want, all that, but there's also decency things. You know, I used to get on my fraternity brothers who used to kind of have a habit of dating ex-bros girls. Oh you know, God. I used to get really irritated. And I used oh, to my tell God. my I used to tell people, I'm like, guys, let me make let me clear this up for you guys, okay? So that you guys know that you're not alone. Okay. We had a couple of bros who had very hot girlfriends. And I told them, I said, listen, I get it. We want to get down too, but you don't. Plus you're at San Diego State. Go pick. Go pick what you want. Just go out that door. They're right out, especially during the summer. See where we're fishing? What are you fishing for your spots. like? There are like, a whole you, lot of other spots you got, around. You got how many people out there, and you got to go pick this? You're a piece of garbage. F you. I actually said that. I said, F you. 
And I'm telling to your face. I'm not telling some other Yahoo behind the door. You're an idiot. And I told him, I try to relate to it. I told him, I said, I get it. We want to too. But you don't. Don't do it. Because it's going to create this angst. If it's eight years from now, fine. I'll give you that. But three months after they break up, really? And then you see this situation, Scottie Pippen growing his hair out. Looks like he's been run over twice. <laughs> Calling himself the greatest bull of all time. I'm like, what the hell is going on? What you the hell what, is this guy you know, on? You know what's going on there. You know what's All of a going sudden on. you find out, oh, oh, now, oh, this makes so much sense. And the poor Michael, crisis. Michael's coming out of freaking buildings and everything. Hey, Michael, what's going on with your son? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Joe, Joe called them disgusting. It's none things. of our business, Joe. It's none of our – it's their life. You know, you always hear that, right? You always hear, <laughs> hey, it's their life. You know what? Eat a dick. It's their life. Look what it's doing to children. Look it's what it's part, doing it's to part people, of public okay? consumption, Okay, yeah. look what it's doing. What are you talking about? What are you like? What do you? What's your brain? We're hearing stupid stuff. They're going on talk shows. Well, I'm looking at Scottie Pippen Jr. and I'm feeling bad. Like I'm sitting here criticizing his game, but at the same time, I'm like, man, what does this guy have to deal? He can't concentrate because he's got this stuff going on in his life. That's messed up. And I'm tired of kids getting hurt. You know, whether they're adults or not, that's that shouldn't be happening. That's wrong. And, and, and it's not just the celebrities, guys. I went back home a month ago, and there's some weird stuff going on there, too. This is not a celebrity thing. So don't blame it all. Well, you know, money and this. No, this is everywhere. And that's and you wonder why things are going south, because everything rots from within. An apple rots, rots from within. It doesn't just rot from the outside. Fish rots from the head down. So don't, don't, you know, these are the things that affect, you know, look what happened to our three-peat in 2011. They kept it down, but a little bit of it came out. Something happened with Powell and Shannon Brown, and it cost us a run. It really did, because I'm sitting there looking at Phil Jackson. I've seen Phil Jackson angry, and it's one of the most beautiful things. And that was another thing. You got Monica, man. You got Monica. You. So a woman giving birth to a man's child is the greatest gift she could ever give you as a man, Gerald. You had Monica. You got you got steak and you still want to go off for hamburger? Not really? only that, your, your boy's hamburger. So it's. Look what well, it did. His, so don't, state, his state, so, your hamburger. Right. Now, so how does this, why does this matter, Joe? This isn't any of your business. Well, I'll just give you an example of how it became our business. We wanted a three-peat. That would have done a lot of things for Kobe's career, for us Laker fans. Instead, we got our asses whooped in a, in a sweep because Powell could not focus. No pal playing well, you might as well call it a day. You know, that's just how it played out. And I I was going to say, Phil Jackson, when he's angry, I used to remember this for a decade that he was our coach. It was one of the more beautiful things. He would get on that ref. I mean, it, it was very similar to, to, to Bill Cower. 
it's I always felt like Phil yelled at the at the at the ref at the perfect time, right when you felt like the ref needed to yell. He wouldn't yell for three games. He wouldn't get up out of his seat for three games. And then there's that one call, and he and his walk was his prosthetic walk. I called it. It looked like prosthetic legs walk, and he would just follow that ref and. Phil Jackson's got that booming voice, and you could hear it through the Fox News, Fox Sports Net camera. And I mean that, and every time the refs like, oh shit, oh shit, like you could see it, and it would be like, yes, you know. And then you see him punch Pau Gasol right in the heart, and we knew what he was saying. Where's your, where's this? Where is it? But he was done. Why? Oh, Joe, it's none of your business. It's none of your business. You shouldn't care. Oh, I shouldn't care. I do care. You know why? Because those idiots are going to have a child, right? Right around when I have a child. And then they're going to go out in the world. And they have two dumpskies for parents. They're going to get raised by these idiots who do, who do this kind of stuff, right, on a regular basis. And then all of a sudden, they're going to raise some kid. And then the kid's going to act out. And they're like, ah. Oh, they're just five-year-olds, and then three years, oh, they're just eight-year-olds. Oh, they're just 15-year-olds. And then you, they'll be 80 years old. Well, they're 80 now. Yeah, yeah. My my kids have to deal with your kids now, or my wife has to deal with the kids that you tried to raise because you're an idiot. You don't know how to raise children. You should have never had children, and now she's got to fix them for you. It does affect us when you do stupid crap. And in this this situation, telling you about this little shindig going on, I gave you a really clear example of how messing your boy up because a female cost us a championship run, maybe. I mean, we we, we just came off back-to-back championships. Who's to say we weren't ready to win three? Why wouldn't we? Well, they got tired. Well, they got this. No, this guy's banging this guy's girl. Holy screwed up everything. But they kept it under wraps. They kept it under wraps. And it screwed up a three-peat. How many times are you going to be able to three-peat in your life? I've only seen uh, one with the Lakers. I saw hey, two with hey, the Bulls. Hey, 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 hey. For, for everybody who doesn't know that, I, I mean, at least we won two championships. This will happen to the Pacers with Roy Hibbert and Paul George. Excellent point indeed. Uh, Once uh, again, uh, the moral police... I know we sound like the moral police. Look, I'm not perfect, guys. I'm, I'll be straight up. You're not? I'm not perfect. I make mistakes, but they're mistakes. I rarely make bad decisions. Decisions and mistakes are different. Okay? I could guarantee you a couple things in life. I will never be a drug addict. Ever. Guaranteed. Never. It'll never happen. Ever. Right? The other is... I would never be on a team or a group and betray the people in that group in that way. Guaranteed. It would never happen. Now, I do use the example of I am a married man. And if Jessica Alba came out of nowhere and said, Joe, I like you. (laughs) I will be honest. I'm going to need to run away. (laughs) I need to run. We, I need to go. 
now I'll know away. if he as he runs by me. I'll like, Joe, what's the problem? Oh, no, so know. just so you know, again, I'm 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 I am still a guy, folks. I'm still a guy. Yes, thoughts. I would have to run away. If I don't run away, I will be a bad boy. And that's the point, right? You know, we're guys. Our women know we think. They know we stare. But we don't do anything. We look at the menu, right? That's the old uh, the old saying. We look at the menu, but we don't order the meal. Okay. But at the end of the day, guys, the ones that actually do eat the meal, look at what it affects. Look what happens. You know, it's not good. It's not good because it destroys everybody. It's not just you two or adults that are getting destroyed. It's children that are getting installed, getting destroyed. And then that that's the mentality they have. Even young, young even young adults, it affects them. And then it, it just keeps jacking everything up. Now, again, like I said, you got Scotty Pippen going nuts. Well, you know, Scotty Pippen. I mean, Scotty Pippen's been an individual. He's been very vocal, but he, he was never this nuts. It, it just destroyed everybody. Oh, yeah. That's another one, Dante. Yes. The chances of me being... Okay. The reason why that might have not been true, or I can't really say that, let's, let's say if my nephew decides to play and you know basketball and he gets drafted by the Clippers, I'm screwed. I got to be a Clipper fan. <laughs> right? Am I right? Sorry, blood over anything. Now, I'll still be a Laker fan, but I got to support my nephew. My nephew's like my son. Joe, Joe's like Joe's like a mad dog. His son coaches for Northern Arizona University instead of UConn. They ended up playing each other, and his bookie told him to bet on UConn. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> I cannot bet against my kid. What are you nuts? Are you That's nuts? Are That's you funny. Nuts? I didn't know that. Yeah, they apparently they lost. They they covered the spread too, and he didn't he didn't make the bet, so he felt even worse about it. <laughs> <laughs> you should anybody watch that? It's pretty wholesome. So I can't bet against my son. Yeah, and again, Darren, that you know, Kobe, and, and again, we're, I guess you can't complain a three peat and a repeat. Uh, but we were the Lakers were. Kobe had a had had a small stint. Him and Shaq had a small chance at immortality. Four straight. My dad, God rest his soul, man. He sat there. This was two thousand. He goes, Joe, I think this team has a chance of winning four. And my dad had a good betting record. Like my dad had really good. Like if he had done it professionally, I think he would have done very well. Uh, but he had said before they'd even won a championship, he goes, Joe, now that Phil Jackson's the coach, I think there's a chance they could win four in a row. And man, when he when they won the third one, I remember talking to him like, Pop, this is like, you know, three in a row. I, I said two in a row. All right, yeah, I could see them do two in a row. But then when they won the third one, I go, damn, man, <laughs> maybe this might happen. So, yeah, yeah. It's uh, we were that close, man. We were a Robert Ori in and out close to winning game five against San Antonio. And had they won that game, man, they would have went back to L.A. probably ready to close that out. And they would have smoked Dallas in the next round and they would have smoked New Jersey. Would have won four in a row, man. And that would have been uh, that would have been Islander. Well, that would have been Islander area. Right. But a lot of people don't talk about the Islanders winning four in a row. 
And he talks right. so much, he shut himself off. <laughs> oh my gosh. Now it's now it's his internet that's having issues. What happened? Internet. Your Yours. internet. My internet's fine. Why'd you leave? I didn't. You kind of did. No, I didn't. It's not my internet. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well. What do you mean, all right? Take the, take the fault on it. It's your internet. I'm not doing anything. So. Me neither. My, how's my internet have to do with you going off the air? I didn't go off air. My, my signal's been full the whole time. Magic Man, did he just drop off and rejoin us? That's, that's I didn't touch anything. That's what I saw. I didn't. I didn't go come back. I've been here the whole, the, the two seconds I was gone. I was just standing here. Well, look, you know what? He's blocking a wormhole that's in his home, ladies and gentlemen, because he dropped out, went into another time vortex, and then came back. Yeah, Jody Foster's wormhole. Intel. Okay, Sean, you're right. Sean looks like he's being waterboarded. <laughs> I will stop it now. I, I look like I'm being waterboarded. Dante, well, I didn't even get to see the episode yet. I will see it after we uh after I finish and throw it up on the channel. I will throw up the audio version of this explicitly. Maybe I look fatigued. I, I feel pretty good. Okay. I could go I could go another hour. Well you don't need to until Wild has been gracious. He gave us a Hundred and twenty dollars on today's super chats today. I'm just truly overwhelmed and cannot Intel, think of mission uh, twenty four. We Garrett, need you to tell us what your what size uh, what size hoodie you want. We got to send it to you now. Intel, yeah, you got to let us know. email us with your address and size. Uh, Lakers fast break at yahoo.com, my friend. So yeah, please. We'd love uh, to do something nice for you. You've absolutely. been so gracious to us. We'd love to do the same in kind for you. Yeah, I'm gonna Sean? be sending. I'm gonna be sending out Sean's here. Uh, we got a couple. And hats. Darren too. We got to get Darren involved. Darren too. hasn't got his yet. Darren, uh, I don't know if Darren has got. Darren, have, have you gotten anything yet from the site? Let us know. Uh, I know that uh, Henry got his. Uh, Darren was supposed to get his because remember he was the one to ask last week. So, Darren, did you get your gear yet? Uh, you guys, he's saving for tomorrow. Said he said he was going to golfing tomorrow morning. So, um, so he's gonna go ahead and rest. But Darren, if you got your stuff, if you didn't, let us know, please, so I can go ahead and send it over to Joe, so he can talk to the people in charge of uh, getting that done. Again, uh, these are being this is like Carl's Jr. They make the food when it's ordered, so the stuff it needs to be ordered and made. But the difference between let's say three weeks ago and now is they've. I'm I'm always adjusting the gear. So the gear that I got, the the, the little hoodie with the the t-shirt hoodie I got, that was a little test run thing. I actually am gonna advance that more because I want pockets in the front. Um, so little by little, we're gonna continue to get better gear. That's the point. I will ask again, Darren, uh, if you do have any issues with any of your orders, uh, please let us know or send us your information because we'd love to also help, uh, give something nice to you as well uh, for the kindness that you've shown us and the fact that you are our Spotify uh, membership plan member right now. So you are actually a monthly donation uh, uh, individual for our Spotify yeah, we, channel. We, uh, we were, we were supposed to give you that without so pay anyway. Darren, Darren got his shirt. He's oh, got good, it and he loves good, it. So good. absolutely. And you awesome. didn't pay for that. Did you Darren? 
I think he did. Okay, well, I'm going to reimburse you for that, and I'm going to send you a hoodie. So hoodie for him and hoodie for Intel. There you go. There you go, indeed. Once again, it is the Jared, Lakers fest Jared, break. Yes. Yeah, Gerald, before we head on out, I'd just like to, to bring up a cautionary tale here. Of course. It's a completely, it's a completely separate sport. It needs to be said. The Joe had mentioned the New York Islanders. After the New York Islanders, the greatest dynasty in the NHL was the Edmonton Oilers. Five Stanley Cups. Part of the great, other than the Montreal Canadiens in the 1950s, they're probably the greatest dynasty there ever was, Gerald. They were favorites to win the Stanley Cup this year. They've just lost to the worst team in NHL history before them. Yeah. The Sharks beat the Oilers 3-2. The Oilers are now the worst team in the NHL after being considered Stanley Cup contenders. That's how fast it can happen in a season. And that's why we were talking about, and especially Joe was, that it something like that can't happen for the Lakers. Uh, I do it, want to mention... The, the oh, train can't do... Yeah, the train can't derail. No, it can't derail at all. I do want to mention to Dante, I didn't mean to interrupt Magic Man. Uh, he said, how can you join the membership? Because we are going to be, you know, once we get this whole thing started and we get more people involved in the membership plan, we are going to be offering free extra shows to our, our members, our monthly members who do pay the extra uh, surcharges, whatever they want to go ahead and contribute. We're going to, and, and then merchandise for people on higher tiers and all that. We're going to be doing that, that type of plan. If you are interested, I put a link in the chat. Uh, it's also in the description below podcasters.spotify.com slash pod slash show slash Lakers fast break. You go to Lakers, essentially if you go to Lakers fast break on Spotify or, you know, anchor anywhere that they have, as far as that's concerned for anchor and Spotify, basically if you go on Spotify, it tells you right there how you can support the show. If you click on the button, support this podcast, it comes up with the actual monthly contribution right there. From ninety-nine cents a month, four ninety-nine a month, and nine ninety-nine a month, we may change it. And and when we start coming up with things that we want to provide, we've already asked Darren for his input, and he's welcome to give us input at any time. As far as what a great option for people on a monthly plan would be, and the tiers, what would be fair tiers for that. So we're definitely looking for support on that. And if you have ideas on how you would like to go ahead and start becoming a monthly supporter for us and what you would like in return, what you think is a decent value in return, and give us some ideas on that, please let us know, LakersFastBreak at Yahoo.com. But yes, if you go to Spotify and you go to where it says support this podcast, it comes right up for you. So truly appreciate it, everybody out there supporting us any way you can. We already have Darren supporting us each and every month, and we cannot thank you enough for doing so. Intel Wild has been so gracious tonight. Mission 24 Darren as well in the super chats. Both those guys are awesome as well. Truly appreciate everyone else staying you know as late as they can for tonight. Cool bro. He he's already made a sign of all of us. He had the little Joe hulking up as far as to go ahead on his rants as well. He's also making extra notes for Intel Wild as far as on his side as well. So cannot thank you enough. Uh, truly appreciate it. Darren says, Joe, no refund. I'm happy to pay for the shirt. 
Well, I'll get you a hoodie there, there, but just let me know what uh, which color you want. All all gold or purple and gold. Let me know. Yeah, just cause send me the specifics, Intel and Darren, uh, on the type and of hoodies. Tell me what want. size too. Yeah, please. And then again, for everybody else, Dante, if you want to become a membership, if you want to tell us what you want out of a membership, please, everybody else as well, please let us know. Lakers Fast Break at Yahoo.com, exclusive shows. If you want merchandise, you know, you let us know what you want as far as it's concerned, what is a fair value on a monthly basis and what you get in return. And we will provide it for you. We thought of many ideas, cooking ideas. For Magic Grace cooking ideas, I know he was remembered the period when Sean was asked each and every time out, when are you mm-hmm. going ahead and sending those cooking ideas? So there you go, absolutely right there. We talked about doing exclusive shows on movies, television series from past. Sean and Magic Man, uh, right there for you as far as him and Joe could go ahead and talk about Sopranos, right there for you all day long on special episodes. And again, exclusive episodes where it'd be uncut. They could go ahead and curse all they want, just like tonight. And there you go, indeed. So. And I got a, I got, I got some new burners, so now I'm actually going to be able to film some stuff here rather than be embarrassed about uh, what appliances I have in my kitchen for now. Good night, Thanks. Intel. Thank you so much, Intel. Appreciate all you do. It's two hours in. I think it's time to head out. But please join us tomorrow. Lakers fast break. We come up at you with a pregame. Then we've got playback.tv slash Lakers fast break. That's also a great way to support us as well. Playback.tv slash Lakers fast break. You hop on there, join us. You laugh along with Joe and Magic Man. Unless the Lakers are getting killed, then you hear all the screaming and, and cursing. Then you're going to go ahead right there, catch us there. Then, of course, the best post game in town. And the best chat room in town can be found here always at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.